Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm David Greenstein, and today we're continuing our study of Tractate Masechet Eruvin. We're on page 78, Ein Chet. This page of Talmud continues uh, discussing issues that arise from the Mishnah from a page and a half or so ago, which talks about a wall or a barrier that separates two spaces, two courtyards. Because of that barrier, the courtyards could not be joined to become one space through an Eruv. In examining the question of the barrier, the Talmud starts thinking about overcoming the barrier. In what ways could the barrier, because of its height and width, somehow be bridged? And the Talmud discusses various small ways that the uh, barrier can be modified so that uh, the uh, wall can be considered no longer uh, of so much substance as to be a solid barrier. The height of the wall can be artificially lowered by placing a log uh, at the base of the wall and the bog therefore changes the ground level and uh, can make the difference between a, the height of a wall of ten tvachim, which is an insurmountable barrier, and one that is less. Another way that the wall can be uh, overcome is through ladders. And the ladder it becomes a virtual doorway, a breaching of the wall. The ladder is discussed in various ways, what kind of ladder, how wide the ladder might, might have to be, how tall the ladder has to be, does the ladder have to be uh, standing in a way that can be easily used, or is just the very presence of the ladder that's stuck straight up against the wall, is that sufficient? All of these small details um, are typical of Talmudic discussions in all kinds of halachic uh, realms. And one of the things that uh, sometimes people feel, uh, including myself, is that sometimes these details just pile on and the sheer weight of these details becomes so heavy that it's hard to appreciate uh, the meaning of each one. And yet the rabbinic enterprise is devoted to treating each of these details with great seriousness. I think ironically, if we think of the difference between prose and poetry, one possible difference or one place where a difference can be made is precisely in the appreciation for detail that a poem or that a poet can express. And so we have the possibility of an obsession with details as not being something that becomes tremendously drab and dull, but on the contrary, 
as the manifestation of a poetic consciousness. And I think that this particular page has a certain moment in it where the struggle between the drab and the poetic uh, is, is interesting. There's also a little visual element that I would like to just point out, and that is on Ayin Chet Amud Aleph, on 78 uh, side A, a cute little diagram of a ladder that's supposed to be leaning against the wall, uh, drawn in a kind of delicate yet primitive way, uh, and as a result can be uh, uh, appreciated as a kind of proto-surrealist drawing, something that could come straight out of Miro. And of course surrealism is also often discovered by taking the prosaic and giving it uh, a certain hyper-attentiveness. So I'd like to give our attention to a section of our page where I think that we might be able to discern a kind of a uh, push and pull, a struggle between the prose and the poetry of the halachic discourse, of the Talmudic discourse. And so let's see how it plays out and how it ends. The Talmud asks, Asa'oli ilan sulam mahu. If we're talking about ladders, then what happens if it's not a manufactured ladder that is used to climb the wall? But what if there's a tree that stands next to the wall and we can climb the tree and therefore go over the wall? Is it possible then to use that tree as a kind of a breach of the wall? Is it an opening for the wall and therefore can the two sets of courtyards be united? The problem is that climbing a tree on Shabbat is rabbinically off-limits. And so the Talmud has a question. The physical reality is that it is possible to get over the wall. The halachic reality is that it is not possible to get over the wall. Which reality is the real reality? And the Talmud makes an analogy to another dispute earlier in our tractate between Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, and the sages Rabbanan. They have an argument about whether it's permissible to make an Eruv in a place, using a place that is a surbahana'a, prohibited from benefit, prohibited from use. And Rabbi Hudanasi says it is per permitted, and we can't go into all of the logic there. And the sages say, no, if the place is prohibited for use, then you can't use it to put an Eruv there. So the Talmud suggests that similarly here, for the sages, the tree is not climbable on Shabbat. It's prohibited to climb that tree, and therefore you can't consider the tree a means of access to the other side. While for Rabbi, for Rabbi Hudanasi, perhaps we can say that it doesn't matter. The physical reality trumps the halachic reality. But then the Talmud says, maybe not. Maybe each side can find an argument that would distinguish this case from the other case. And it's precisely with the rabbis that I'd like to uh, look at it. The Talmud says that the rabbis, the sages, in this particular case may actually permit our regarding the tree as an opening in the wall, as a means of access to the other side. It's true that one is prohibited from climbing the tree on Shabbat, but that doesn't mean that the means don't exist. 
And so the image that the Talmud gives is that this is indeed a doorway, a gateway, except but there is a lion that is crouching at the door. And Rashi explains this very beautifully where he says that the lion is the rabbinic prohibition that calls out to us, get away, get away. It is ironic, perhaps, that this powerful image, this life of pie image, being stuck in the chatzer with a lion crouching right by the door, not letting us through. That powerful image is actually an image, a poetic image that is used to neutralize the reality of the halachic prohibition. Because it's an argument that's basically saying, for the sages, the physical reality of the doorway is there. And as long as there is a doorway, then the two sets of courtyards are considered united. The fact that you can't use that doorway right now because of a lion that happens to be crouching at the door is irrelevant. The Talmud continues and asks, well, whatever the case may be with regard to a regular tree, what happens if the tree is an Asherah, a tree which has been worshipped as an idol? That tree is now, in its very essence, a prohibited object. One is not allowed to use such an object. One is not allowed to derive benefit from such an object. Well, what happens if that's the kind of tree it is? Then what? Even if we would allow considering the first type of tree to be a breach of the wall, what about an Asherah? And again, the Talmud says, perhaps we should say that the Asherah prohibited as it may be, is still, after all, physically a possible means of climbing over the wall. So it really is a gateway. And the only problem is that there's a lion crouching at the door. The Talmud finally dispenses with both of these images, both with regard to the Asherah and with regard to the regular tree. It makes other distinctions. And it's intriguing that at one point it even thinks that perhaps the Asherah would be a legitimate doorway, while the Ilan, the regular tree, would not. In light of what we discussed in the previous page, this would be another example of where the rabbinic prohibition would become a more powerful deterrent than the Torah prohibition. Finally, however, the Talmud concludes by recording a tradition which says none of these distinctions are valid. And the truth of the matter is, is that the same argument that had applied earlier applies to these cases as well. Those who would permit in the previous case would permit here. Those who would prohibit in the previous case would prohibit here. There is no lion crouching at the door. And silently, that poetic image stalks off and disappears. The legal discourse is reestablished.
I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.